So, episode one of our new podcast, The Tea Ticket. <laughs> um, so, welcome today. If you are listening, uh, you're obviously going to be listening for the I, first yeah, time. Yeah, I guess we are listening for the first time. <laughs> All of us. Um, so, uh, this is The Tea Ticket. Yes. Um, and we're a podcast that likes to talk about themed entertainment design. So, if you are a themed entertainment designer or you have an interest in themed entertainment design or becoming a themed entertainment designer. This is the podcast for you. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It kind of feels like that. Um, So just to to start you off really quick, we're going to go through um, just like what we're kind of hoping this podcast will, how this podcast will operate. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so you kind of have a general idea of like what you're going to hear every day on these podcasts. And obviously we're open to amendment. So some of these segments that we do might change and grow over time as we get, you know, Right. Listen we'll, feedback. We'll, we'll typically <laughs> stick to a formula, and at least in the beginning. And the formula will be: we'll talk about one subject. Today, we're probably going to talk about theme, mm-hmm. um, and then you know maybe we talk about storytelling um, or design styles within themed entertainment. But each one will pretty much start out as like an origin: where did this come from? Maybe some examples where it's doing well, where it's not doing so well, and then we'll do like a battle royale to see you know which one might be better in certain situations. Right, and that will be completely subjective. Oh yeah. Opinions yeah. on you know, I mean we're I think this is all pretty much subjective in our <laughs> right. podcast. Yeah. Um uh Jacob and I are not uh amateurs, I would say, in this field, but no. we're definitely not, you know experts. Experts <laughs> at all. So a lot of the stuff that we're gonna be yeah. saying um is just our opinion. Mm-hmm. And we just wanna make sure that as we move forward that people understand that we know that a lot of designers pour their heart and their souls into these projects that they work on, whether it be a land or attraction or even just a small, um, you know, publicity event in the park or something like that. And um, if we are critical, we're hopeful that we are constructively critical right. about those things. And we understand that designers face Ex- all sorts yeah, of extreme obstacles yeah, and, that, and challenges that are really not seen a lot by the guests. Yeah. The guests might look at it on a surface level and say, well, this sucks or this is great. Yeah. But they don't understand what's going on. Like, behind oh, the, these the guys curtain. had a crazy budget and these yeah. guys didn't. So or, we're, we're going to yeah. look at a lot of examples of, of attractions, restaurants, lands, theme parks, um, into, you know, uh, even the Coca-Cola experience kind of stuff, museums, right. zoos. We're going to look at all that stuff. And a lot of it is going to be subjective opinions on you know, our, our side. Um, but some of it will be based in facts, facts that we get from certain resources. So for today, we're going to look at stuff like Khan Academy, um, which if you haven't looked at it, it's a free resource. Yeah. It's Imagineering in a box. They Mm -hmm. do like a 28 part, I think it's like 28 part episodes where there's like activities and little mini lessons on, um, what Imagineering does. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's pretty high level, you know, I mean, it's not, um, it's not really digging deep or anything, but like overall, I think it's a pretty nice little foray into the inner entertainment industry into the yeah. themed entertainment industry. And then the other uh, thing we'll be looking at is the theme park design book by David Younger. Um, it is a great resource. It's probably much the only textbook in our industry right yeah, now. Yeah, it really Text, is. You know, quote unquote textbook. Yeah, because um, I mean, there's a lot of other like um, autobiographies and things mm-hmm. like that that are running around. But yeah. um, so this the, one so is those like, are some of the resources that we'll use. And then you know, to give a, a short background of us, um, I'm Jacob. I've been in the themed entertainment industry for you know five ish years. Um, working on a couple different projects here and there um and then you are i am tina and i have been working in the themed entertainment industry for probably just about as long maybe a little bit shorter um but kind of doing the same thing um we've actually worked at a lot of the same places um and worked on a lot of the same projects together and um we're gonna do an episode later that details all about our um past and how we got to where we are currently. Yeah. If that is interesting to anybody, maybe everybody's yeah, like, I don't not. care. Yeah. Um, but we think that there might be some insightful knowledge into, yeah. you know, our pathways and um, the challenges and the things we learned along the way. Okay, so today we're going to talk about theme. It's a great place to start for a themed it is fitting. <laughs> it is definitely, definitely fitting. Um, so, like we just mentioned before, we're going to use David Younger's book. Um, 
as a lens into which to examine theme throughout this entire episode. Yep. There's obviously a bunch of other great resources and other ways that people describe theme, but we thought that he really, you know, makes it concise. So we're going to kind of talk about it through um, the way he describes it. And then, yeah. of course, we're trying not to be too didactic. So. If you find that we are being too didactic, um, later know. on, let us know. Because yeah. we are going to have a website, and we're hoping to have further discussions about Absolutely. this. Yeah. So, Jacob, yeah, take it away. About, yeah, let's talk about the three types. So, um, David defines it as a manifestation theme. Uh, there's also a dramatic theme and theming itself. Um, the manifestation theme is actually uh, pretty much comes down to setting and subject. Um, so a lot of popular ones are like pirates and fairy tales and, you know, music or even Star Wars. Is, yeah, like is, in the 1890s or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or back in a galaxy long, long ago, right. you know, um, whereas dramatic theme is really about the emotion. Um, so is it is it scary? Is it thrilling? Um, is it joyful? Um, and also a little bit about like moral of the story, yeah, I would say. You intrinsic know, a value lot of, of nature, which mm-hmm, we'll talk a lot. Yeah. Um, optimism, all that kind of stuff. And then theming is, is just as you'd expect. It's just the physical elements that that make up the uh, environment Mm -hmm. um, and the construction of that uh, attraction or, you know, land. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I think one of the places that is a great example to look at that kind of covers all three of these, because, you know, I don't necessarily think that every attraction or every land is really diving into each one of those, you know? I mean, obviously theming, that final one is like... It, it, happens the the yeah, is, it happens all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's going to happen no matter what. But that manifestation theme and dramatic theme, I don't necessarily think that every attraction and every land or every little entertainment thing that you're seeing is really nor, invested in that. Yeah, nor is a designer really... Uh, it's almost like a... Um, God, what is it? Like a... A, a songwriter and and they ask you like what was this song about and the songwriter goes well i just want you to interpret it right right like i it, it's not what what i thought it's what you think right. about it's it. not super defined yeah. some of them do some of them don't but a lot of it is up for the guest you yes know? it's true yeah. it's true so i mean i think one of the ones the best ones to talk about um that has both the manifestation theme and the dramatic theme is um main street main street disneyland is a classic right yep. um not only do you have that like turn of the century victorian Oriana just manifestation theme happening setting, sub- right yep. the setting mm-hmm. and the subject is that and I think they're doing a great job it's cute and yeah. quaint and cozy and yeah. picturesque and all of that but if you dig a little bit deeper there actually is a, a you know a hidden meaning that is associated with Main Street and that is optimism mm-hmm. and optimism is found um throughout all of Main Street and like I said it's not super like hit you on the head with it but I think that there is something really exciting in it's like that that notion of like it's a great big beautiful tomorrow Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're seeing on Main Street all the shops are open we're ready for business everything's growing and I think um, one of the things that you're seeing in like optimism it's like optimism towards the future and you don't necessarily think about it because it is turn of the century but in the morning when you're there there's cars driving around and the whole town is open and, you know, um, uh, the mayor is greeting you yeah. and, you know, I mean, the and bands. he really, they really embrace uh, technology, like the cars mm-hmm. driving around. And like, if you go into like some of the shops, they have like the newest machinery yeah. to like scoop your ice cream, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. But there's also, there's another side, like that's, that's pretty explicit to us, right? We get optimism, right? Mm-hmm. We, at least we do With, as, as designers, designers yeah. we, we get mm-hmm. that. But there are some things that, um, you know, if you look at like a seven tours mind train, right? Um, it's a fairy tale kind of setting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, a very explicit, you know, uh, trees that look like fairy tales, and, and the building, the cottage looks mm-hmm. like a fairy tale. That's all very successful. But what is what is the dramatic theme? You know, right? Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, is there really a dramatic theme? Does there to need seven, to be right, right? right? Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I think, is a really interesting example. I mean, it's, they're all across Disney parks, right? It's right. like, do do those rides just take on dramatic theme of the general, um, you know, fairy tale? like movies of Disney in general, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that it is just about, um, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes kind right. of like that. When you wish upon a star, like do those inherently just maybe just have that dramatic theme laid yeah. on top. Right. And I mean, I don't know, like if you think about seven dwarfs, mind train, 
I mean, maybe, you know, they go out every day, they work and they find yeah. these am- amazing <laughs> it's all gems, about hard work. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So consistency, um, hard work. Yeah. Like that's maybe, and mm-hmm. like there is like a little dance scene at the end of that, yeah, but that you're seeing all of them the dance together. The ride itself is also just, it's got that seat that swivels the back and forth seat. and it's like a fun, like we're going through the mines, you mm-hmm. know, is, is the dramatic theme just excitement and it's just like we're Joy. going, yeah, we're going along with the ride, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and, you know, regardless of if you can find the right dramatic theme in the ride, I think there are important things that theme uh, as designers is used for. Mm-hmm. And one of those is like at, we as designers making design decisions yeah, based on it. Definitely. Um, so whether whether it's, it's explicit or not, it's about how can we as designers improve our language, um, design language throughout our team, right? right? Because right. I might have a vision as a creative director and that vision could not be could made clearly to my team, but if I have a theme that's like um, optimism or something, or uh, you have a clear setting and subject that you're going to follow through with, your team can build on that and, and take it and right. run with it successfully. It's super important because basically if you don't have a theme... You're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, th- that's when the that's when everything clashes with each other yeah. and it doesn't make sense. And, you know, and why would that be up there? Designers, it's really obvious for us. But like, I think guests even start to be like a little bit like, oh man, I don't know. That felt that place felt really weird it, it's, over there. You know, yeah. it's like everything's mismatched and stuff like that. So yeah, I it's, mean, it's definitely not something that a guest would immediately say. Oh, that it's it's just something that they feel. Feel. Yeah. More they walk like, into it and they go, "This is weird. Yeah. Why is that?" And and again, on that um, uh, Khan Academy, the Imagineering in a Box, Joe Rohde has a great um, little snippet that he does about how important theme is in design decisions. And he breaks it down from the grand sense of like the biggest thing that you can talk about, you know, like choosing a land yeah. versus all the way down to choosing a doorknob and the detail pattern on that doorknob. Because he likes to examine it as like, okay, so if we're looking at Animal Kingdom and talking about the intrinsic value of nature. Nature, if I'm going to design a, if I'm going to put a door in this land, that door, is it going to be industrial and metal and steel or is it going to be wood? And can I answer this? Yes. It's wood. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Jacob. Um, yes, your hand's correct. raised. Yes. <laughs> um, um, one gold star for the week. Yay. <laughs> but it, but it, it is true that every single decision that you can make can derive from right. the theme. Yeah. So it's very important when we talk about it from a design standpoint to keep that in mind. Right. When you're on a new project or you're, you're working on something either brand new or you're jumping on something that's already been developed, ask the questions, right? Right. What is, exactly. what am I, what am I? designing for exactly oh and then one last thing that i wanted to mention about main street you know that i think is really interesting is that i i watched some video somewhere at one point and um i don't know where maybe it is in the economy academy thing i don't know but um they bring up a secondary kind of hidden theme in main street and that is the start of the show and Mm. i always think it's really fascinating to like this one particular land that kind of started everything has all these multiple facets to it and and the start of the show is literally like you enter into the ticket, you know, area and then you go under the train tracks as you're going under there. There's a whole bunch of movie posters, right? Like just like you're outside of a movie theater. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then as you go into the main square there and then you go around the corner, um, tap the microphone, <laughs> um, the buildings almost act like a grand curtain to reveal the castle at the end. Yeah. And one of the which is, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's a it, great it, it, from reveal. a guest perspective, like you can't uh, I mean, that's like it's the, a, the building money in, shot, it's building right? I mean, excitement as yep, you go yep. in because you haven't seen the castle yet. And then it reveals it um, as you go beyond those buildings and look straight down Main Street. It's, it's a beautiful way. To, I'm I'm sorry, I might be getting off topic here, but it's a beautiful way to um, lead a guest in a journey that Definitely. has a reward. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I mean, and there's even subtle things that are happening down there that reiterate that theme of the start of the show, where like one of the first smells that you smell is popcorn, mm-hmm. right? So like movie theaters, popcorn, which is, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> amazing. And then also like all of the windows have all of the Imagineers' names on them. Yeah. It's like um, rolling the credits, right? Before you're oh, even yeah. getting down the main yeah, street. Yeah. And, and this, yeah. see, that's mm-hmm. something that like people yeah. don't necessarily realize, but I think it's such a nice little cherry on top. Um, And then I think that if you really have a successful um, land or attraction, that having multiple of those is essential in having a successful attraction. 
Okay, so now we want to talk about um, theme as in where it started, where it is now, and where we think it should go. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with, obviously, where it started. Um, Ooh, and it brings us to our fun fact of the day. We'll have some sort of music in there eventually. Um, the fun fact of the day is the origin of Disneyland and where our theme, where those themed lands started, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 1955, when the park uh, was opening, um, they were... Act- Which, by the way, mm. 65th anniversary of Disneyland today! today What's up? What up? Yeah, all right, so happy nice. birthday, Disneyland, shout happy out. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So 65 years ago, today, yeah. <laughs> they opened those four lands, right? The Tomorrowland, the Frontierland, Adventureland, and Fantasyland, mm-hmm. which you look at it and you go, okay, those are cool, and like, that's what I yeah, know. Yeah, like what the hell? Did they have anything to do with but another? how did they start, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so it's interesting. If you look at it, uh, it, it's actually based on the top movie genres at the time. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, what is uh, Tomorrowland is essentially like the sci-fi films of the day. Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea just came out, 1954. Right. Which that totally makes sense of why... Because a lot of people are like, why the hell are there submarines yeah. in Tomorrowland? Right. Well, there you go. It's all based on the nice. movies, right? Like, so then you look cool. at Frontierland, and you look at their westerns, hugely popular. Oh, okay. John sure. Wayne, that was his prime years around oh, that, man. right? John Wayne, the Classic, Cowboys, great right? movie. <laughs> and then Adventureland was uh, Tarzan films, right? Those were hugely, okay. hugely popular. Sure, sure. And there was this thing called True Life Adventure. Adventures by Walt Disney. Oh, I had never yeah, yeah, really yeah. seen them, but uh, apparently they were from 1948 I to think 1960. That's what kind of with the na- like the Disney nature films eventually turned into right. now. Like yeah. they had this whole branch that I like don't totally. even bar- I barely know about. You know. And then Fantasyland was all about the animated. Oh right, duh. yeah. Uh, Peter Pan just came out in 1953. Sure, um, sure. You had the Cinderellas and the Pinocchios and all that stuff, right? Uh, right. Snow White obviously started it all. But it's interesting to note that the entire themed entertainment industry started from a movie standpoint, <laughs> right, right? Right. Like everything was pulled from movies, but you were just right. going to be in them. Right? Sure, sure. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think when we look back at like where theme has started, I think. That that we often, it does just feel like that, right? It does feel like almost it's a manifestation theme, right? Yeah. Generally, just like we are in In the the great frontier, (laughs) right? right, Exactly, exactly. Like it does have a very just general like base level of like it's pirate themed, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know where we are in specifics, but we're in Right, exactly. And I, so I don't know, it it feels like that's where theme started. But then again, you, like I was just talking about, you have, you know, Main Street thrown in there that has like a bunch of that dramatic theme happening in there too. Yeah. So, but it, but but in essence, Main Street is a movie set. Yeah, because of the oh, whole yeah. force perspective. No, it's and totally everything true. Else. So everything comes from film, but it's it like to your point, it's interesting how we interpret those things and how some of them came out to be extremely successful in right. both manifestation right. and dramatic. I, you themes. know, it does make me wonder because you like I've heard in like several meetings for like. You know, I've been with an Imagineer who was like, yeah, like, you know, Main Street is optimism. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, was that what it, like, when they no, were designing it, was all. it that? <laughs> or was all. it the start of the show? It, it was the start of the show. It was also, like, Walt Disney's hometown, right? It was like, oh, he yeah, wants to totally. make it totally like that. It's upbeat, mm-hmm, turn of mm-hmm. the century. But I don't, they were not at all thinking so about So optimism is just maybe just something later that they added on. It, it, well, it's, it's the emotion. It's, it's again, I think yeah, it, maybe dramatic is a it. lot of subjectivity. So it's a lot about, like, how do I feel as I go in here? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is optimism because it is that turn of the century America. I think right. it, I think the manifestation theme and great lends big, beautiful itself. Tomorrow, you know, absolutely like, lends totally. itself to it. But then we look at where we are today, Day. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really interesting. It's like uh, David Younger calls it the new traditional design style. Yeah. Um, new traditional. Love that. <laughs> and I think we're going to go, eventually we'll go into the whole design. There's a bunch of design styles. Yeah. But, you know, what's happening today, a lot of people call it the, the 2.0 of, of themed entertainment, right. Right. Um, which is that new traditional design style. Sure. And like, essentially, it's basically just IP heavy lands, you know, intellectual property is huge right now. Yeah. You basically, uh, people aren't building a land unless it's a associated with some huge movie franchise mm-hmm. it seems like and <laughs> can't sell um, any merchandise man obviously yeah <laughs> I mean it obviously comes in huge I mean, and they, like they obviously want their movie studio to then turn into their parks which then turns into their merchandise which then turns into gaming experiences they want it to it's be all, all about money connect. man yeah. exactly yeah. and so I mean and I do think there is a 
people now more than ever want to be engaged in those stories. And so a story that they can go to a theme park and there's already an existing franchise, you know, like Harry Potter, you have an entire rich, huge narrative that you can pull outside, from outside of the park. Outside of a park that, that a guest comes into, and with, they identify right? with those characters yep. and that story. And I think that that's you know that's a relatively new thing. Yeah. So, um, and there's also like you know, right now really popular is like these big attractions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, Rise of the Resistance like just came out a few months ago, really, or maybe it's a year, I guess. Now. Oh yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> Gosh, time woo. flies. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been in quarantine, quarantine for, the last for about a year, four months <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but there's a lot of those big e-ticket attractions mm-hmm. that um, have the super rich with detail. Yep. Um, and uh, there, it's all it's story. It's all about like you start as a recruit and then you make your way through and right. you've become part of the resistance. resistance you know, it's yeah. it's it's we're breaking am- you out of here. Amazingly <laughs> immersive. You know, and and the detail that they go to tell the story is sometimes uh, almost beyond like words. When you're in there, you you just feel like you're part of the freaking resistance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it, but it is it. This is what themed entertainment is now. Right. right? This is, is this is how it exists. You're not building the land unless it has an IP attached no. to it, right? I mean, no. I don't. Because you're never going to convince any corporation that 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 you should build a new That's land, a random, random land, land that, that there, nobody can identify yeah, with, yeah. right? Without Hence outside the of the Nintendo movie or book. purchase by Universal, right. the DreamWorks purchase, the all those things were bought How by to Universal. How train your dragons in yep. Dubai yep. and stuff like yeah, it's, everybody's really attached to that right yep. now. Um, but I think that brings us on to the you know that final question of like where could we see theme going? Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I have to say that like, I come from a theater background generally, and I have a lot of theater training, a lot of theater training. (laughs) And I Um, do not. And you have nothing, (laughs) no theater training. Um, But in a lot of certain art communities or just people in general, not even people in the arts, themed entertainment can kind of get like a bad rap. Mm -hmm. You know, it has like this sort of like, oh, this is just make believe for kids. You know, like you get a lot of criticism from people like adults who want to go to theme parks. Mm -hmm. And I do think that a lot of it comes from the fact of just like, you're just running away like this escapism. You just want to pretend to be Mm -hmm. this Harry Potter character, you know, for a day. And I, for me personally, I would love to see theme parks take on a greater sense of placemaking mm-hmm. because so you and I, we obviously love to go to the parks, oh, right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're an annual pass holder. I get in for free because I'm a CT employee, <laughs> which is awesome. We go all the time when it's open. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But we also go and we're millennials who know how to do the Disney experience. Yeah. Right. Right. Like we're not there for 16 hours, you know, open to close. We go on a random Tuesday just to go eat dinner. You exactly. Know? It's like, and we have yeah. a couple beers, yep. you know, Hang and like out. I love it because it is such a I mean, it's clean. It's safe. Um, We ride a few attractions. There's some great music. Sometimes you watch a puppet show, which is a great artistry. Like that, just watching that is like you're watching great artists do amazing things as it is, right? Um, And there's just a general sense of joy in those places. You know, it's like it's the happiest place on earth. Not everybody's having an amazing time, (laughs) but generally everybody is Uh, in a good mood when they're at a Disney park. I I think it's lending, I think theme parks are lending themselves to the new generations too. I think so too. I, I could yeah. be wrong, but everything is experience driven now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 all about the experience economy, right? It's all about I don't want to spend money on a house. I want to spend money on go vacation every year, <laughs> well, right? I can't spend. Money yeah, well, it's not even possible house. anymore. Yeah, um, but but themed entertainment plays such a key role, I think, in the future um, to not only look into IP driven stuff, but look into how. You can make sitting with a beer exactly that like that's, much better. And that's what you know? I I'm really invested in, like theme parks going into a little bit more of like place making of a place that you just want to hang out at. Yeah. You know, and I mean, for me, I guess one of the things it's like my biggest criticism in all of that is that maybe it's too predictable. Like mm. every time I go, I think that's one of the things that's amazing about traveling the world, right? See, but that's what I like about Trader Sam's. 
I mean, Trader Sam's in Disneyland is a themed bar, right? Mm -hmm. It has, it's themed entertainment, right? So every time I go, yeah, I know that if I order this drink, it's going to happen, but it's a new bartender. It's a new thing, right? Sure. And and if if you can take that a step. I still haven't. You haven't been to Trader Sam's? We went the one time for the Thea Awards. Oh, my Lord. And, but we just went up <laughs> we to the bar in. and yeah, we, yeah. Never, we, we just never took did. our drinks outside. We were there oh. for like two in the morning, but I didn't get to see all of the cool oh things that the bar does. So. But and the Florida one's cool, too. It's got like an octopus arm that comes down and like mm. gives them the crack and like rum and stuff. It's really it's really cool. Mm, okay. But to that level of can you can you somehow make it diverse enough that it plays into people's you know actions i went to some um 99 bottles brewing event and it was mm. literally about there was 99 bottles on the wall and every time somebody bought a beer it it projection mapped off mm, right mm-hmm. so it made it all the way down and there was like one bottle or there's even like 10 bottles left and everybody was like i'll buy it, i'll buy it, i'll buy it, i'll buy, it, I'll buy it. Nice, and nice. then when it went off it was like this big like show and everything and everything was happening and it was so engaging and like so many people just wanted to buy beer and I was like this is how is this not a business right now right. like themed entertainment plays a role I think about our experience that a lot of people are still catching up with mm-hmm. and we have such a lag on them in terms of operations and technology and all that I'd love sure. to see themed entertainment take that step into how can we make it so that it's the most adaptable and flexible experience so that it doesn't get repeatable. Right. It, it, every time I step in here, it's changing. It's ever, sure. it's ever evolving. Yeah, because I do think that's something that's important, right? Because it's like I think that's one of the criticisms about it generally is that like you're never going to get surprised when you're in there. Really, I mean, m- maybe as a first time guest, sure. There's yeah, things that you totally. haven't experienced, mm-hmm. but if you go multiple times, it's very predictable. Yep. And like that's one of the greatest things about travel, right? Is that when you travel, you're going to run into instances that you would like. You had no idea that that mm-hmm. was going to happen, and you catch yourself, you know, being like, "I had dinner that's with what, this Italian yeah. family," and that's you know, why it's, I really, I, when I worked on Legends of Frontierland in Disneyland, mm-hmm. that that was the concept was there was actors who actively lived in this place, and every time you went back, those actors, you know, had different attributes or different things or they learn stuff so when you came up to them they they had something some new knowledge or something so it was different right sure. and and maybe they moved the cart around or maybe the the jail was you know different but it was an ever-evolving land and uh, i'm hoping that we can somehow get there with operations and design to make it so that live actors or or something is 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 changing in these lands sure. so it's not static all yeah. the time you know yeah i mean i think that's kind of what um Evermore Park is doing. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Evermore is the one. It almost seems like a little bit like Ren Fair, like Ren oh. Fair theme park. Yeah, love you know, Renfair. and like yeah. that's kind of. So you haven't heard anything about Ever, Evermore? Is it? Um, it's like up in Utah or something. Maybe I have. And they change it. It seems like they're they've only done. They have like seasons that mm-hmm. they're doing, right? So they have like the winter season, which was like Aurora Nights. Oh my god, oh. which we should probably know that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, they they're every time you go in there, um, it has a quality that's almost like Ghost Town Alive. Yeah, love Ghost. Yeah, that's a great thing to get. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't bring that up. Ghost um, Town Alive is beautiful. It's, yeah. it's. I think what themed entertainment needs. Which, if you towards. don't know, Ghost Town Alive is at Knott's Berry Farm yeah. in California. Look so. it up. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It'll make you buy a season past the Knott's sure, Berry Farm. Sure. It's incredible. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm talking about totally. Right. Is that, that's mean, what I see the future and as. I, I do, I do kind of wonder if... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like smaller branch offs of theme parks happen, like smaller mm-hmm. theme parks happening. Um, that kind of um, well, and we, you know, we've talked about this too. Is is beyond theme parks as bars and restaurants, right? Theme bars, and, themed restaurants, just an attraction in general could be themed, mm-hmm. and and people buy into that and, and yeah. jump into a story of some sort. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right, so let's jump into who's doing it well. And who's not doing it well? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Either past Call or present. some people out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, what, in my opinion... Yeah, who do you um, think's doing it well, who Jacob? Who doing it well? Um, no, first and foremost, I mean, we just came back from Japan. Right. Um, uh, back in January. And we went to Disney <laughs> Tokyo before Seas. Pandemic. <laughs> before pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and we went to Disney Tokyo Seas. And 
I cannot explain to you how well they are doing it. I mean, it, yeah. you have to go there to see it. Yeah, I have um, not been. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully someday. You, yeah, yeah, we should go sometime. Um, but Disney Tokyo Seas, if you're not familiar, is right next to, to Disney Tokyo, or Tokyo Disneyland. Mm. Um, and Tokyo Disneyland was built first, and then Tokyo Disney Sea came after. Mm. And it was actually a, um, it, was, it was interesting, I've heard that Eisner uh, was one of the guys at the time who mm-hmm. was coming up with it, and he said, well, it should be sea because it's land, land and, and sea, sea, right? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that was the original like pitch was that okay, make it about sea. So thus, you know, let's make it about bodies of water. Let's mm. the, each each one is Ports. about a, a, a port, a body of water, something that that each one's you know uh, ideally themed around. Um, and what they do is is this entire body of water kind of runs through each kind of land um but but how you transition between lands is gorgeous Mm. um you know even the lands themselves are just highly highly detailed and a lot of it comes down to budget i mean they they spent i think they spent around nearly four billion dollars at the time wow um which was insanely large especially when you look at a a dca which was being built at the, the exact same time Oh, okay puts you kind of in perspective yeah and and dca i don't think anybody at at opening was like compared <laughs> it was like uh, apples and oranges at the yeah, time you know definitely and strictly i think because of budget i mean the olc was willing to spend the money sure and, yeah and i mean it technically is park. like one of the only parks that's not operated by yeah disney proper mm-hmm. like i can't as a disney employee go, go to Dis- mm-hmm. i can't use my free tickets to go there i can right. use them in shanghai or wherever yeah. and you can't use them but at it, tokyo but it, does, it pays off i mean when when if you put the money in it and you dedicate yourself to a certain theme um, you you see the results. Sure. So you think that there's a great, they have a great manifestation theme happening over there. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Go for I don't, it. I don't think we've ever <laughs> talked about this, but do you think there is a dramatic theme happening there? As overall Disney like, scenes? Yeah, like or? The, um, the emotions that you're supposed to, the moral of a story, it, um, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as a guest Just walking adventure. in there, yeah, yeah, adventure's one of them, but mm. Um, I feel like as a guest walking in there, it was a lot of, it, it was a lot of like journey. It, it, I was traveling through these different bodies of water and every, okay. t- it, there's, they're at such a good scale that you're able to enter from one side and not really see the other. Okay. So you, so American waterfront, you would enter and you'd walk through and, and it'd be like the, um, it's similar to like the main, um, what is it called? Um, Cape, um. Uh, What's the Cape in Maine? There's some famous Cape in Maine. I don't know. Hell <laughs> um, hey, I'm drawing a blank. A Cape yeah, yeah, in yeah. Maine. Yeah, like a Cape Canaveral or whatever, but it's not Cape Canaveral. That's flourishing. Um, <laughs> but but it, but it, you you enter on that side of the of of the land, and it's like you're in an entirely different thing, and you're walking across, and you see you know the giant harbor that looks out onto the sea, and then you see the giant mm. ship, and then you look at and there's the Tower of Terror, and by that time, the, the whole like. Uh, main thing is like behind you and you can't even see it you nice, know nice. so like again the transition so there's a breath there and and it's all about just des- it's it's about the journey and then you find the destination so a lot of it was about discovery sure um self-discovery dis- self-discovery sure. finding new things in these lands okay. i mean from from an overall park thing i think that's that's what it nice. was about cool yeah. cool um yeah i mean the other ones that we always talk about too that we've been talking about a lot recently is animal kingdom i think Mm -hmm. you know um we both just were i was there in january and you were there when probably last june june okay so Mm -hmm. yeah we've both been there in like the last year ish Mm -hmm. um and we both love that one i mean that one is um if you're, you know, in theme park design, you hear Joe Rody talk about the intrinsic value of nature. I feel like that yeah. is like so ingrained, ingrained in my in head. I've like heard yeah. that so many times, that intrinsic value of nature. Um, but I think that that is a park. I mean, that's a, an entire park that's doing its job well, well right? Look, it, it, it's one of the first parks to actually utilize that idea of theme across across the board. Yeah, Because like we talked about Disneyland before, you know, that was just movies and it was just things and it it was sets. But Animal Kingdom from the start was based on this idea of theme and how both manifestation and dramatic theme 
go together, sure, right? It, sure. it, it, it's impressive. And like literally everything that they've done since then has been like they added on Avatar Land, which like, I mean, that whole movie the, is about. I, I had no the, clue how that was going to relate. I had no yeah, clue. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Avatar Land. Well, I mean, you've seen the movie, doing? right? I've seen the movie. I mean, it's but like this still, weird, like Pocahontas, Fern yeah, Gully, like, you know. I'm like, what is this Avatar? And then all of a sudden it opens. I'm like, okay, that yep, works. This works. It yep, works. Is, and I mean, and the attractions are stunning. Spot yeah, on. Stunning. And the whole land is amazing. Yeah. So, but I think it all feeds back into. It, it, it's you know, all, it, it is all consistent about the sure. theme. I mean, even like the restaurants in there is incredible. Like the restaurant in Avatar Land, it's based on like conservation and like mm-hmm. you're eating like grain bowls that have, yeah. the, you know, it's like. It, it, every design decision, where whether it's the big attractions to the water fountains to the restaurants to the restrooms are based right, on that thing. Right. I mean, I think that's a, a great example of like a good leader too. Is like obviously there's a ton of people working on those parks, but you know, I think that one of the reasons why. Joe Rohde is a portfolio executive and yeah. like why he is like portfolio executive for Animal Kingdom and like I think Alani too. Yeah. But it's like he definitely has a goal and a vision and he, and he in mind. He pushes that to he his does. team. And he, uh, yeah. I've never worked with him but I feel like that has to be the case. Right. I mean, right. I don't know how else you deliver such success on a consistent basis. Right. Right. I mean, I think that's also something that he just cares about generally. Yeah, right. And I think that's something that's really important is like a lot of times people get put on projects and they're just on a project and they might be art director or, you know, um, creative director on that project, but they maybe don't even have an interest in that. Yeah. And obviously Crazy, right? Joe Rohde oh is, he consistently, he loves nature. He loves animals. He loves all this stuff. And so I think having somebody who's so passionate about it, like mm-hmm. you can't not have a successful, you know, park in the end, yeah. which I think is, is really that, awesome. Yeah. That comes down to theater, um, any, any art thing. If you're passionate about something, yeah. then it just flows. And I think the one last thing that I want to mention with that one is, um, the Tiffin's restaurant in Which there. you recommended to me. I did, yeah. yeah last we June, went, yeah. I, I did that when I was on my internship in Florida, and it had just opened. It was brand spanking yeah. new. If you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, do go Tiffin's. to Tiffin's, man. Tiffin's I mean, is awesome. I mean, not only is it like great food and like ambiance, but it's basically that whole restaurant is the... Um, incitement of that park, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about the Imagineers' travels as they discovered what Animal Kingdom was. So this was like way back in like the early 90s before Animal Kingdom was even a thing. Yeah. Um, and they traveled throughout Africa and Asia. And Which is, again, something only Disney can afford. Right, exactly. <laughs> on the no, level. No, not no, everybody's If you go doing to a that. company and are like, when's the travel going to come? It's not. It's not it's happening. It's not going to yeah, happen. So, so I mean, Disney, Disney can afford that, but it pays it dividends. It does pay, pay off. In, in just this restaurant alone, I mean, it, they brought back, brought back such good artifacts of the sketches the and the, thing. the things that I mean, they that's had. The, the whole restaurant, if you haven't been, the whole restaurant is Imagineers. Like, it's all about their journey. So it's, you know, um, glass cases of their sketchbooks. Mm-hmm. They also um, brought back artwork from artists in those countries. They have like a prayer flag that's like, looks like it's blowing in the wind yeah. from yeah, Asia. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really incredible. Um, Uh, what they do with that restaurant. But I think one of the things that they, you know, even that restaurant plays into the theme because those people, you know, those Imagineers, they went to those countries and they experienced those cultures and they wanted to bring slices of those cultures back mm-hmm. to be experienced as authentically as you can well, and, and in a Disney ha- park. Have you the know? guests participate in those things, yeah. those adventures, and, and feel the, the true essence of both Africa and Asia, which yeah. is ins- the inspiration of the entire park. Right, right. And um, they do a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so I, I want to jump to something that we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. which is um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout. Sure. Um, in DCA, if nobody's familiar. Um this ride was very controversial. Well, yeah, it's an overlay. <laughs> it, well, yeah, any overlay is controversial, but right. but your Tower of Terror was such a classic, right. you know? Sure. And and both as a designer and a guest, I think you're you're like questioning, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing right this? Right off the bat, like, you're I mean, like, this oh is, man, this you is got rid of this classic DCA, attraction. It's one of the top attractions in there, and what they did with it, I think, is incredible. Yeah. Um, I think it's so well done, and you know, me as a guest walking in there for the first time, I don't think I even picked up a lot of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't asking myself these questions, but I came out of the ride feeling what the designers intended. Sure, sure. Um, which, you know, I think you have a different take, but, um, 
you know, for me, it was just, it was just joy and pure and joy, pure joy, pure happiness. Yeah. And a lot of it, which I didn't realize, but I, I actually played into it was, was this idea of chaos, <laughs> sure. just absolute chaos was going on the yeah. whole time. And it was subtly introduced every single time. So, uh, you know, when you walk in the queue, you, you see the artifacts and you get the, you know, the security clearance, whatever. But in the video of the collectors, you yeah. see the, the group and Them, you, they're all in their little, they're all in their little cages, cages or whatever, but they're acting ability to be desired. Some yeah. of those. <laughs> but they're bickering back and forth. And, yeah, and, definitely. and you kind of get that, you know, I, I didn't explicit, you know, catch on to it, but it was like, Oh, they're, they're, a, they're a ragtag group that could get into a bunch of trouble, you sure. know? And then you go into the, the pre-show and Rocket, like, bumps his head and then he walks over and he's acting and then he Clanging takes the little thing. thing and, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. I, I'm picking these things up as a guest and, and I'm feeling what the ride might be. Sure, even if you've never seen the movie before. Even if before. you've never seen the movie yeah. before. And then you walk into the, the you know, uh, collector's, like, prop thing and there's props freaking everywhere and mm-hmm. things are going above you and they're flashing and and it all builds i think to this idea of uh chaotic joy sure and and it it blends so well with guardians of the galaxy it does it does <laughs> like it's, it's yeah so i mean we had talked about this um i don't know maybe like last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. um where we were talking about how it doesn't really seem like it has that much of a theme Right, like that dramatic that, theme. Like, does it really? We didn't think so. Right, we were like, "What the hell is?" And like, this? I mean, I think Mission Breakout is a classic. Like, it's just an extension of the film. And so, if we look at which, I mean, I enjoy that ride because it's another. It's not us reliving the film. It's an extension yes. of yes. something that you yes, know. It's yes, another yes, story yes, that yes. we don't get to see. Mm-hmm. With the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I love that in and of itself. It's like a side quest story. Um, but if we look at it as an, as an extension of the actual film, I mean, I would say the film talks about the importance of, you know, loyalty and friendship, right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. ragtag people, you know, Rocket 10 years ago, he would have done anything to save his own hide. He wouldn't have come back for anyone. Mm-hmm. But today, here, he is coming back to rescue his friends, right? Yeah. And um, I think that holds up. You know, I mean, it is, it does come directly from the movie. It maybe is not directly expressly perfect, repur- you know, said in the attraction, but I think they do a good job of you know, bringing it over from the movie, Certainly. you know, and yeah. an extension from there. Yeah. So then, so now let's jump to what you think is not working well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which yeah. there are plenty of things that time has not done them justice, you know? Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the first thing? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think one of the things for me that I struggle with is uh, just Universal Studios in general right now. Yep. I mean, I am a Disney. I I didn't go to Universal Studios until I was an adult, even though I lived in Florida as a kid and I really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I never was able to. Poor kid, you know. Um, but I went when I was on my internship. You know, that was like probably five or six years ago. And then I been out to the one here in California a couple times now. And I still have a hard time with that. And I think it's because I think Universal Studios has lost its theme along the way. Yep. Time has not done it. Done it well. And like, not to say that there's not amazing things happening in those parks, but just overall general Universal Studios. Because when I was a kid, and I remember watching those commercials from like the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was Ride the Movies, right? Yeah. And that was such an amazing concept, um, concept, right? You're you're going behind the scenes and you're seeing how they're doing the stunts and all that. And um, that was the whole point of the entire park was that ride the movies and um i mean some of it was like you're just in the movie not necessarily like behind the scenes sure. of the movie and there was the whole um, backstage at the time yeah, which was very popular yeah, the backlot yep. tour i yep. mean that's like that's their bread and butter over mm-hmm. there right and now i mean we've talked about this before like it's um it got caught up in future proofing you said yeah. that one yeah, time yeah. you said yeah. it's like it's is, not future but it's it, movies yeah, movies it, aren't it, made the same anymore it's, a, it's the same thing you know tomorrowland when we talk about that uh tomorrowland has its own set of problems and one of those problems which i think it's in david younger's book is is what he calls future proofing which is right. this idea that you are trying to update this thing so constantly, constantly yeah. that you cannot afford it. Right. So so eventually time 
takes over. And your the future and always looks different. The future, like yeah. day to day, even yep. now, you know, I mean, at it the seems opening of literally Disney, everything, the every day of, it's different. Opening of Disneyland, Tomorrowland was like the future. Yeah. And like literally shit. less, yeah. like 10 years later, they're going to the moon. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, everything we just built has changed. And, and when you think about theme entertainment, you got to think like 30 years, this thing's going to last yes, 30 to 40. It has to, it because has you're to. not going to make your investment back no. otherwise. So, yeah. so we look at future proofing from a Tomorrowland standpoint and from a Universal Studios. I think it's a very similar thing. I think so too. That they it both is interesting. victim to that, mm-hmm. but in a different sense. Right. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, now it's like you go to Universal Studios and it's like, you know, behind the scenes of the movie it's like step into the edit bay kids and yeah. watch them color grade this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Learn here's how to the do green screen, right? Like yeah. here's, you know, I don't know, Javier Bardem yeah. and a bunch of um, tracking dots, uh-huh. and we're gonna, yeah. you know, so it just doesn't. Very exciting rides yeah. we have here. So <laughs> I mean, I think that that's something that they've lost along the way. Yeah, and it, and, it, and there's still leftover attractions from the previous yeah. era where and it's, now it's moved on to this new thing, which like yeah. Harry Potter is amazing, yeah. you know. And it's truly the designers who came up with that were were brilliant in what they came up with, mm-hmm. and, and they made a successful park, but. Unfortunately, the the idea behind it never f- never followed through. Right, right. right. Um, yeah. Which was to constantly like the Men in Black came in, right, and all that stuff that that mm-hmm. enhanced it, but just couldn't keep up. Right. You know? Or um, it's just not doing the same thing. It's not sticking to the theme anymore. So, and I mean, mm-hmm. I don't blame them for not sticking to that theme anymore. It's just I well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, then again, it's like I don't know what is what is Disneyland now, you know? Oh yeah. It's like I yeah. think every park is facing the same problem. Where mm-hmm. that's where it's like we keep harking back but to Animal Kingdom being like, oh, because but you know Disneyland is is able to compartmentalize a lot of stuff. Sure. Whereas Universal Studios is, is just a giant that. thing, yeah. you know, and it, it yeah. was never. It was never planned to be compartmentalized individual things, you know. Right, um, right. It's attraction, and they, attraction, then they attraction. Had Rip, what is Rip Ride Rocket even doing there? In the, you know that roller coaster or whatever? Do you know that roller coaster? No. I, it, it's a roller coaster. I haven't been on it, but I'm like, why, why is this At, in Florida here? Florida or? Florida. Hollywood yeah. or Orlando. Okay, Florida. Orlando. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Th- it, I think it's lost its time. Yeah, um, but I mean, it is interesting that you bring up future proofing, um, kind of being an issue for both of them, right? So mm-hmm. Tomorrowland with future proofing, um, like the future always looks different. And I mean, there was things like Walt Disney was saying that, like, you know, they opened in 1955, and literally within 10 years, like, apparently it was obsolete almost. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. they were almost like, we have to redesign this whole damn park. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this whole damn land. Um, and I think that part of that had to do with, like, they had like Monsanto to a house of the future when I was mm-hmm. like look at all these cool like, kitchen appliances and your house will work do the work for you kind of mentality and then also like apparently they had this whole exhibit that was like displayed the like interstate highway system yeah, coming right, yeah, soon you, yeah, like yeah, the future and yeah. then literally the next year we had an interstate yeah, they, they literally <laughs> passed the bill to create right. the interstate highway system and then within years it was starting to be built all over and it just wasn't it wasn't exciting wasn't to people relevant. anymore yeah, why would I go so, look at that yeah um, I mean, yeah, I think that it's it it struggles from that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there also is a little bit of something happening where I read that it's like a little bit of sci-fi and then science fantasy, right? Hmm. So right now there is a little bit of like this like space mountain, oh, y- right? Yeah. And then and Star Wars. The whole Star Wars thing was right? confusing. It, yeah. It you. I get it. It's a sex, successful IP and mm-hmm. nowhere else in this park are you going to put it. Right. right? Where you're, else are you going to put, put it? in Tomorrowland. Yeah. But it, it just threw it off yeah. so badly. It's definitely. And I mean, it goes to say too that it's like in at um, Disney World, it is in Hollywood Studios. Right. right. So it is a little bit of an odd place. I when really you're miss out. Carousel of Progress too. I mean, that, that yeah. was such a staple I mean, for now that's that in, land. Now that's in Florida. That's yeah, in Florida. Yeah, but so. still, like when you talk about the original Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. that was such a key yeah. piece. And you take that out and then you take out people mover then you have the astro orbiter closer yeah. and it's a hodgepodge and you have buzz even buzz light your space it, it doesn't, still doesn't fit. i mean it, i guess like it's always that mentality of like is is, is it about space right like, is, science, is future just space is yeah, that is all it, it, is? That it is um i mean i mean back in the day like we were just saying it's um yeah. like the the uh oh my god what the hell is it called the submarine 
Yeah. Right. I mean, the, it used to be a little bit more like Finding Jules Fern kind of thing, you know, yeah. and now and, it's Finding Nemo. Yeah. And then you have Autopia still, which I'm like, okay, yeah. so what is that about? Yeah. And it's like, there's, they're gas powered, yeah. you know, it's like maybe they should be updated to electrical vehicles or so, something. I don't know. Needless to say, but I will say the Shanghai, from what I've heard, the Shanghai Tomorrowland is like beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And it was more about movement than right. it was about like future sure which i've heard has been pretty successful sure i, have not I mean i also hear that disneyland paris is that that tomorrowland is successful i think it's called discovery land mm. there but it's a little bit more about like just inventions i think like yeah. inventors right so it's like um you know leonardo da vinci like it's, flying yeah. machine and jules Verne mm-hmm. and Twenty Thousand leaves under the sea it's kind of like a little bit more of that almost steampunk-esque and the theme you know? can be built on right and yeah. it doesn't require future proofing right it, it's it's in a story that can stand the test of time, Mm -hmm. right? And and you can build on it, um, which is really interesting. Right, um, right. I mean, do you have an opinion on, so I feel like there's two different schools of thought right now, right? Of where Mm -hmm. Tomorrowland should go. Oh, yeah, Right, where it's like there's people who do believe that it should be constantly updated. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just something that's like, if you're going to have a Tomorrowland, that's the cost of having a Tomorrowland. It should just always be updating and it should be built in a fashion that allows it to be updatable, right? So like maybe there's just not huge e-ticket attractions. It has the temporary exhibits, right? Right. That you can switch in and out. Exactly. Like World's Fair-esque thing. But there's also this other school of people who kind of have that mentality of like a a retro future that never was, right? Which is Mm -hmm. that more Disneyland Paris, Discovery Land vibe where it is just like inventors and... From from a logical standpoint... It's it's never going to be the exhibits because money. Right. And from, so from another logical standpoint, the guest will always want to be entertained. And I think the corporation is going to look at it and say, oh, you want to be entertained? Here's a Tron coaster. Here's a this coaster. You know, right. here, here's the next biggest and best attraction we can make and not turn it into something like Epcot where it's like a little bit more edu themed you know right. kind of yeah the edu- edutainment, edutainment i think yeah, yeah they talk about it is really interesting because like when i was growing up in the 90s like epcot was like huge we like um there was several field trips that my school went on to epcot because it was like oh we're gonna learn about you know in interventions you're gonna learn yeah. about all these things you know and like edutainment edutainment <laughs> yeah edutainment edutainment's cool i like edutainment um, that and people were really into that in the 90s yeah, and now yeah. people are it's not weird. Yeah, it's really into, weird everybody's about the next best you know something thrill, you know? little side note here a tidbit from my theater training mm-hmm. is that um a lot of that comes from um greek and roman differences that happened way back in the day so the greeks were all about philosophy and they had all these plays that <laughs> yeah. were very like teaching you moral less- lessons sure. like oedipus rex and then the romans came along and they were like you know what get that coliseum in here baby let's get the lions attacking these people gladiators fighting true and they were all about spectacle yeah and throughout time we consistently see this pendulum swing back huh. and forth between yeah. this like greek this greek and roman ideology of you know like high art and Super spectacle yeah. and I think in the 90s we were a little bit more about that kind of Greek like education and we want to be mm-hmm. you know educated uh, in our endeavors and uh, now we're kind of swinging back more yeah. towards the I'd spectacle like to, I'd like <laughs> to think that that edutainment has a purpose and we can use theme to uh, bring it back into the narrative sure, sure. because I think too often there's too many people buying tickets and and just diving into as much e-tickets as they can. Right. Um, whereas, Definitely. Whereas you want theme parks to be a, an experience that you can walk through. You can take your time. You can go on a ride. You can go eat. You right. can check out an entertainment venue. That that's what it should be about. It shouldn't. It, if you want it, if you want that, go to amusement park. Right. Go, go that's ride, kind of how I feel about it. Like coasters as quick as yeah. you can. Yeah, and I mean, I think that kind of ties into like my idea of like what theme parks should be in the future. And I feel like I would like people to leave being like, oh, the world can be better tomorrow. You know, like I actually have the same personality type that Walt Disney does. So I definitely see his vision for the future of like, I love the idea of Epcot and the, you know, this experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Like I am all about that. And I think theme parks could train us and teach us to live life differently but people just aren't. I'm super interested in that. I, right well, now. yeah. I think personally, the we both. Movie isn't. Personally, we both are on the same page there. But 
I just money. It's going to take a well, yes. Well, I mean, I think that brings up a great point right now about like corporations and like something that has gone away from Disney parks is corporate branding. Yeah. Right. Um, Branding in a theme park used to be huge, right? Huge. Um, I mean, look at all the original attractions. They were all started at World's Fairs, which Mm -hmm. were all sponsored by certain companies. Exactly. Exactly. And those people, those companies were definitely just about the future right and like we're moving towards the future and we want to have our name on the future yeah where now brands they're like well i don't want to be associated with that if it's not giving the you know it's like coca-cola has a mission and a brand that they're selling yeah and they don't want to slap their name on an attraction <laughs> sure. i mean it's it, it, think about it uh Finding Nemo and Friends presented by Coke and, and all the submarines are Coke bottles. Like what? what oh my God. Like how would that make any sense? Indeed. And I mean, people would rip it apart because it'd be like Coke is one of the most polluting companies ever. Right. And you like, put them on a submarine ride. Like what? Be like, oh, great. All your plastic bottles so we're gonna are going to see in the plastic. Ocean. Yeah. As we're going yeah. along the trip. Like, exactly. So sponsorships have lost their as as version 2.0 in theme parks have, mm. has come along sponsorships have lost their purpose sure sure um because it is about story and if you make it something about sponsored by or presented by it, it well they're going to want to have a say in what the yeah well also that but but just from a guest standpoint you you get pulled you get ripped out of the story yeah. it's like we don't necessarily I, care about coca-cola yeah, at the disney uh, theme park and that's why yeah. star wars land with their coke bottles they made them custom like little things so you, mm. i mean I know it's Coke, but when I'm looking at it, it's a different language. It's sure. a different shape. It, it's at least cool. it, gets I, you, I feel, it gets you a little halfway there. I, and this is a purpose for me to go. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's not just a Coke bottle. You know, right. it's like, this is fun. This is cool. I want to buy these. Right. You know? So that's when we talk about theme and we talk about story and all this stuff. This is the differentiator. This is why theme parks, I think, are going to be so successful in the future is because they can provide unique experiences that are derived from theme. Nice. Nice. Okay, so now that brings us to the next part of our show, the Battle Royale. Yeah. Custom sound effects made by DTK. And so basically, (coughs) excuse me, we're going to just, in this section of the show, we're just going to pit two lands against each other and um, see who comes out on top of you versus me. Yes, right? And so I think in the future, we're maybe going to do like completely random out of a hat, but we have picked ones prior to this one. So I'm going to be Cars Land. We came prepared. And And I'm going to be Team Harry Potter Land. Okay, so you want to start? Why Why do you think Harry Potter Land is, like, awesome? Harry Potter Land is awesome because it's awesome. Um, Harry Potter Land is, uh, not only is it uh, crazy successful as just, like, a guest standpoint, like, they walk in and it looks exactly like Hogsmeade, and, like, you get the wand experience on top of everything else, but my my big thing with Harry Potter Land is... I think they had a lot of challenges, a lot more challenges than Disney ever would have. Okay. And the fact that they were able to produce something like that, knowing those challenges, is incredible to me. Do you have me. any examples of what those challenges might be? I'm going to put uh, you on the spot there a little bit. I think it was their first big investment in, in, in Theme Park 2.0. Sure. And to, to take a risk like that is um, with with probably the budget that they had, which was probably not anywhere near what Disney would have had. Um, if they did a, th- a Harry Potter, but with that budget, with the idea and how far you had to push, you know, knowing that um, J.K. Rowling's the creative head there and and really pushed for absolute in- immersion, they did a phenomenal job in making it so that guests come into that park and they feel like they're part of the story. Sure. And and for me, the theme is about um, friendship. It's about o- overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting. Uh, I, I started reading some of the books. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. Um, we talked about that. I was like, Jacob, yeah, you've got to read, read the books. books. So I started reading the books and I looked up <laughs> and apparently one of the big themes for J.K. Rowling in the books was death. Mm. And I was like, whoa, what the? That's heavy. Yeah. And But it's true. It's like yeah. the parents are dead at the beginning. It's all about, you know, fighting death for Voldemort right. and right. all that stuff. I mean, stuff. if you and, really read into the books, there's a lot of... Um, um, like stepping stones and stepping points for Harry mm-hmm. to discover and yeah. deal with death. Like one of his friends dies and, you know, before, yeah. and you know, it is very much about, cause like a, a lot of kids don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great theme. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah. And it's, it, you know, from a guest standpoint, I don't think you deal a lot with like the death theme, right? Like, um, you are facing certain challenges and certain attractions. Like, um, 
the uh, J- Forbidden Journey attraction mm-hmm. is very like you, you're fighting things, you're going through, and you you get out and you come alive. But for me, the big the big thing that drives it home is the wand experience, and and making that a part of the theme is I am with my friends trying to uh, overcome a challenge or become part of the environment together. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. learning together. I am, I'm um, coming together to accept either like that. I am a wizard or I'm not a wizard or I'm, I'm this house or I'm that house. And, and I don't think that experience to that point had ever been done. Sure. Um, and that experience in and of itself, there's like a community happening there. It makes the land, everything you, you sure. have great theme you have great physical elements. Yeah, this, you have a great the, manifestation the is top notch. Yeah. You have a great manifestation, both the subject and the setting, obviously, because it had great movies to back it up and mm-hmm. great books to back it up. But then on top of it, I think the dramatic theme was driven home with that experience. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Cool. So, Cars right. Land, what okay. do you got? So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess, do I think that Cars Land is doing theme better than Harry Potter Land? Um, okay, so for me, okay, so manifestation theme for Cars Land, mm-hmm. that is, um, you're in Radiator Springs. I don't know how to argue with that because <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> right, you're in Radiator Springs uh, with Mater and um, Lightning McQueen and all his friends and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you dig a little bit deeper, it's race day. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's like a festival happening there. Um, and that's like why you have like the Mater uh, Junkyard Jamboree. Yep. And at the back of the land, you have Radiator Springs Racers. And yep. you're there to participate in that race. Yep. So that's the man- manifestation theme going on. But if you look at the dramatic theme happening in that land, it kind of goes back to the movie, which is that... Um, life is a journey, not a destination. Classic. It's a great, I mean, yeah, exactly. Life is a highway. Come on. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like, it's, it's so classic. Um, And do I think that they're doing both of those well? Like obviously the manifestation theme is working really, really well. Right. I mean, the land is impeccably. Really interesting. I've a new, another fact is the flows V8 cafe Mm -hmm. in the first movie. It was just the circle Uh. in the second movie. They made it like the land did with the little attachment after so it like the land influenced the film nice it's crazy nice cool. yeah, i yeah. love so that, that detail is that. insane yeah right? um so manifestation you, it's on point right, right. Yeah. the manifestation it's on point the, oh, yeah. man it is great so i'm wondering do i really think that they're doing the dramatic theme well um and for me i think they are because there are moments in there um for me it's about like collecting moments right along this like life is a journey not a destination like that kind of mentality because there are like those smaller moments like the dj dance party right the car comes out and they like people just dance right Mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of like that stop and smell the flowers kind of thing and it's just a a great moment for your family to have and collect that moment or you're getting a picture with lightning mcqueen or you're just eating popcorn or you go on junkyard jamboree Mm -hmm. you know and i think that they're doing a good job of those smaller moments that you're the, and memories that you're collecting uh, yeah, I that I think is nice. The land has a good balance in terms of experience types. Sure. Um, sure. Where you can get on a small ride, you can go get a little bite to eat, you can see Lightning McQueen, you mm-hmm. can go on the big ride. Yeah. It, it, the balance of that and how, like you're saying, you go through a journey is, is very it's well nice, done. nice, right? Yeah. So for me, um, I think that's, I think they're doing it really well. So do, which one do I think is doing it better? Do we want to yeah. do it now? Yeah. So, okay. So they're both pulling off of a movie, right? <laughs> yes. So was very, I mean, very this is IP something driven. we've talked about before is like, do I, I sometimes I feel like I admire um, lands and attractions first that like don't have any IP from a designer standpoint. We you, love you that. You have right? to admire. You love that when you get to be free absolutely. and do anything that you want. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, for me, like one of my favorite attractions is Soren, and yeah. that doesn't have any IP behind no. it, and it's incredible, right? Yep. Um, so I mean, and like I do love like just Adventureland, right? Now, I mean, Adventureland in California kind of has like. Um, Indiana Jones kind of timed in, but it's not the IP of that land. Right. It's more of a general, and I kind of prefer that kind of classic land. So, um, 
that is just a side note of yeah, like yeah. I, I think I appreciate that. So we're we're addressing lands here yeah. that both come from that have a IP rich backstory of the movie. Yep. Which is really interesting to me because I love Harry Potter. I am a super I've read all the books, <laughs> I've seen all the movies, you know, like I went there and I bought a wand. Like I'm super into Harry Potter. Yeah. Um and I'm not super like I like the Cars movies. Um the first one's great, second one's kinda of, uh, the third one's okay, you know. Yeah. Um but for me I feel like like Harry Potter is just recreating the movies mm. and I think I like Cars Land a little bit better it's like an extension of that it's mm. like it's race day after the fact and that's sure. kind of why I like Mission Breakout too yeah. is because it's like a side story right. and I like that it's like it's continuing yeah. it's continuing that story and I've kind of always been in interested in that sure. of like characters having experiences off of the off the page that you yeah. don't like these are living breathing well, characters for something that you don't normally get out of the the books and the movies exactly you know? yeah. it's a whole new experience and like i mean not to say that that's not happening at harry potter um, yeah. world because I do think like just being able to go and like do the wand experience I think is really fantastic yeah. but I think for me yeah I think Cars Land is the one that takes the cake yeah. for me because it's just like See, a little bit extra so I, you? I, I come at it at a more logical standpoint sure. like we've been talking about this I'm way more logical than you are um, and what are you saying I'm illogical you're, just, you're illogical <laughs> you're a concept person I'm the DD person that's right? true mm-hmm. um, is I I'm looking at the situations in which the designers were put under and I I cannot get over how well Universal did their but their does land. it but it does it win on theme? Not I mean you're just does it why win do you have to point theme, that out? Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can you I mean but it's like it's an extension of the movie mm-hmm. and the themes of Harry Potter are incredible. So yeah, yeah uh, it, it's very close to me. Um, yeah, I, I'd say if if I was being a realist, I would say Harry Potter wins. If I'm being a uh, complete dreamer, dreamer, like and it's all about it's, <laughs> it's all about the art. It's it's Cars Land because, it, like you said, it's the extension and it's pinpoint accuracy. Sure. Um, so you know. So oh, we're tied yeah, today. We're tied. It, All it's right. A, it's so our first one is a tie. All right. One and one. <laughs> Seems appropriate. <laughs> All right. So that was episode one. Yeah, we did it. Yay. Oh, my gosh. First one under the belt. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. I if feel like that's always the hardest one, right? Even with listening. Maybe. We really enjoyed uh, doing it. Hopefully we will do more. Yeah. Um, I think our next topic is... Um, layout theme park layout yeah theme park yeah. layouts um and uh you can find us at the dticket.com um hit us up on instagram, uh, instagram. um our handle on that one is the dticket podcast you yep. can find us there and, and then also twitter, twitter dticket podcast no the, no the on some that guy one. stole it so <laughs> blame that guy yep um but yeah thanks guys until next time bye bye Produced by Jacob Birding and Tina Savala. Sound engineering by Jared LeClaire. Music by Ryan Mowry. Fact-checking by anyone who has an opinion about the entertainment industry. Sound intern and official podcast pup, Oakley, the Wonder Oak, Lindegren. And a special thanks to Jared LeClaire and Carrie Lindegren. 